Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach with another episode of our podcast. As a reminder, we started this podcast last fall to highlight local stories of faith and sports. And today, I'm so excited for you to hear from Leonard King. Leonard is from Selma, Alabama, a graduate of Dallas County High School where he played football, just finished his freshman year as a part of the football program at Graceland University, plays offensive line. More than that, solid young man, a preacher of the gospel, has a passion for Christ and making him known. So without further delay, let's jump right into his story. Thanks for joining me today, Leonard. It's a blessing to be here, Mr. Stewart. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, and it's great to finally connect with you. I know we've been trying to do this for a number of months, so I'm glad that we're finally able to connect and, and have this conversation, just talk about your story. I think it'd be good if you just start out by um, letting the listeners know a little bit about yourself, about your family, and what is it like growing up uh, in a place like Selma, Alabama? Yes, sir. Well, I grew up in Selma. My experience growing up uh, it was very fun and interesting. I had a lot of uh, individual support as well as collective support from my family members, uh, friends, my church family, uh, my mother and my sisters and my brother-in-law and the rest of my family were very instrumental in bringing me up and trying to teach me the right way to go. Although the city has changed since I've left and resided now in Iowa, but growing up there was great, but now we're working on trying to make it better. Amen. That's good. So I mentioned in the intro about you uh, being a football player. You played at Dallas County High, and then you just mentioned being in Iowa. You're now at Graceland University. Um, how long have you been playing football, and did you play any other sports growing up? Well, actually, it was quite interesting because I didn't get into football until my ninth grade year. I went out for spring football going into my ninth grade, I guess you could say my eighth grade year. And uh, I started from there. And that upcoming season, I started as a freshman. Uh, so it was interesting because I never really knew much about football. It was actually my brother Maurice, mm. or brother-in-law. I just call him my brother because mm-hmm. he's the only male brother figure I have. But... Uh, I grew up with him, and he taught me about football, and I started playing football in my ninth grade year, and it's just been uh, skyrocketing since then. So you mentioned being in Iowa, and we just talked about being in Graceland. So you graduate Dallas County, um, and you go, you just finished your freshman year at Graceland playing football. So how did you end up from Selma all the way to Iowa? Why Graceland? Well, Graceland offered me a great opportunity uh, that I couldn't refuse. Uh, that was uh, in scholarship and also in athletics and academically, of course. Of course, and it also was a, I saw a great opportunity to go to a place that was a small college. I had eight other offers, but that that place at Graceland felt better than all the other places that I was offered by. And uh, this past season, I was fortunate enough to play. I uh, started five games, and I think I played in six of them. Uh, wow. So it was it was awesome to be able to play as a freshman because we didn't have a lot of uh, freshmen who played right off the bat. So it was, it was amazing to have that opportunity. That is great. What was the biggest adjustment going from uh, Alabama to Iowa? Uh, I think the biggest adjustment for me was uh, trying to stay on task at all times, uh, football and academics and the only way you could play football, you have to make sure your academics was up to standard. And I think uh, transitioning from a high school situation where the 
the school and the teachers and everybody was always pushing you to go into a place where you have to push yourself. Mm. I think that was like I think that was the biggest uh, challenge for me. But I always kept in mind what Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ and strengthen me. And that kept me going. So getting a, getting a steady routine each and every day and following that routine kind of helped me out and uh, stand focused and stand in the right place at the right time. Yeah, so have you thought about what you're uh, going to major in or maybe what kind of career you're going to pursue after college? Well, I'm, I'm right now, my major, uh, well, I'm getting my four-year bachelor's degree majoring in is uh, business administration with a minor in religion. Uh, but that's not really the focus uh, that I really want to take. Uh, seminary at the school I am in uh, is not offered until a master's degree, and a lot of colleges are switching to that. So uh, later on, this is really good to have a business my, uh, background of how the church is ran and things of that nature. So I think that's going to help me out. But my ultimate goal is uh, to be a pastor one day. So I'm going into seminary. I already started uh, taking seminary classes even before I went to uh, went to college. But I'm going to now to enhance my studies in uh, biblical studies and uh, theology. Wow. I don't know many young men of freshmen in college that are um, thinking about studying and enhancing their biblical knowledge. That's encouraging. Um, so you mentioned, obviously, you know, feeling called to be a pastor. So let's talk about your faith for a minute. Uh, did you grow up in a family of faith? And at what age did you realize that you needed a personal relationship with Jesus? Absolutely. I grew up uh, in a family uh, that was surrounded by preachers. Everybody in my family, just about preachers or have something to do with the ministry, uh, uh, whether that be uh, working in the church as stewards or as deacons or deaconess. So it was a very strong uh, biblical background and spiritual background growing up as a child. And I, I felt the call at seven, actually at seven years old, I preached my first sermon going into eight years old, probably about a quarter uh, of the time away from being eight years old, I preached my first sermon. So going on now, I think it's going on almost nine years that I've been preaching, eight or nine years. So that, that was a, that was a big influence in my life growing up around a lot of preachers, and I felt the call at a young age, and I understood the call because that's what I believe. A lot of people mess up nowadays, even at young ages. There are a lot of people who who are called, but they don't understand it. Mm. But I, I grew up fortunate enough to understand when God was calling me, and I just answered the call. Amen. So uh, you mentioned you preached your first sermon at a very young age. What was that like? Do you do you remember what the sermon was about? Uh, to be honest with you, I I think my first sermon, if I, my memory recalls well, I believe it was when uh, Jesus asked the disciple, "Who do men say that I am?" Mm. And uh, everybody gave different answers, and then Peter came and said that uh, you are the you are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. And I I remember I don't remember the focus of the focus there thereby uh, what the topic was or anything but I do remember uh preaching that as at a young age that was my first sermon. Wow. I don't think at age 7 if I was thinking about that. That that's incredible. Yes sir. What church was that at? Uh it was at uh I it's, I preached at so many churches but I believe my first sermon the first actual sermon that I preached was at Ilton uh, Baptist Church in Plantersville, Alabama. Oh, okay, up in Plantersville. Yes, sir. Uh, so, 
I know one of the leaders of our of our leadership team there in Selma for our organization, Jamie. He also used to be a volunteer assistant coach at Dallas County. He said that uh, you had a nickname in high school on the team. Um, yes, sir. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Well, they, uh, the first year that my head coach came uh, was my 10th grade year. Uh, he stayed with us from 10th grade to my 12th grade year, and then he retired. I resigned and went to Tennessee after uh, my senior year. But the first time he came to the to the first fall camp meeting that we had, uh, we had a prayer session, and I prayed, and he said that you, that I sounded like a old time reverend. <laughs> so he, he stumped me with the name Rev, uh, and I've been going by that even my high school my high school peers and also my college peers now uh, call me by that nickname. Everyone at the school knows me by Rev, so I guess that that name kind of stuck with me, considering the uh, the choice the choice of uh, career that I'm trying to go down. Uh, I guess that's quite fitting. Yeah. Real. So did you feel, I mean, especially in high school, I mean, did you, as a teenager, did you feel any added pressure being known by your coaches, your teachers, and also your peers as the Reverend, the Rev? Did you, did that add any pressure to you? Well, quite naturally, they did add pressure uh, because uh, it was always a, a, a point where you had to try to make sure that you kept yourself at a position where you were respected and that your respect wasn't lost. Uh, kind of what how the Bible details don't let your uh, good be evilly spoken of. So I tried to try and make sure that my my uh, my my what's the word uh, my conversations and mm-hmm. things of that nature was always on point because a lot of people, especially growing up when you're in a, at a young age and you grow up in a position of leadership, a lot of people try to see uh, wait to look and wait for you to make your mistakes so that they can say, oh, he wasn't real or he wasn't mm-hmm. who he said he was. So that was the biggest focal point for me growing up, trying to make sure that I stayed on point. Now, even though that was the biggest focal point, sometimes I did, did drift away, but at the same time, nobody's perfect. That's right. The majority of the time, it was good to know that uh, you're standing right with God and you're standing right in the eyesight of his people. And that's the, that's the biggest thing. That's good. So how has that calling um, impacted your life as you've transitioned from Selma to Graceland, um, getting plugged into a church at, at Graceland? Have you, um, have you found a place there to, to plug in and even use your gift of, of preaching there? Well, actually, I, I've, I've been going to, uh, I go to church up there at the uh, campus, the campus church. Mm-hmm. They have a campus church up there. Um, uh, at Chevelle Chapel, and I preached there on occasion. Uh, my ministry has followed me uh, tremendously. It's opened a lot of doors, and the favor of God has been upon my life. Uh, even as I was up in Kansas Kansas City, I preached in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, I preached in uh, Lamoni, Iowa. I preached in multiple places, and God is opening doors uh, even for my ministry. The Bible details to us that that your that your gift will make room for you. Mm. So I've I've seen that that the favor of God move, even not only in my gift but in every facet in my education, uh, in anything that I do, and that's been a blessing to me tremendously because it, that my gift has opened a lot of room, opened a lot of doors uh, for me while I was up there. 
two words that come to mind as you're talking about that is, you know, you've made yourself available and you've obeyed. Yes, sir. You know, I just think that's a something that a lot of times we we miss is we don't make ourselves available available to God, or if we do, we don't always obey Him and where He's calling us um, to be used. That's good. What would you say is the spiritual climate of the football team? I mean, is, you're known as the Rev there, so have you seen that impact the your teammates? Well, I've seen. Uh, I've talked to a lot of my teammates who uh, formerly may have not known much about God or may have known uh, very little about God, and sometimes we have uh, conversations that are open their eyes, and some of the things, some of the things that they say, have opened my eyes to a lot of things that we miss in church and make people feel. Uh, sometimes like they're not wanted. Mm. So being able to communicate one-on-one with people who may have not come from the same background as I am, uh, that's opened my eyes to a greater level of ministry. Uh, it's kind of like what Jesus, Jesus never went to the people when he ministered and preached. He never went to people who already thought they had this stuff together. So I believe that God put these people on, even on the football team uh, in my pathway so that I can be a blessing unto their lives. Mm. And that's, that's a, that's a major thing for me, uh, trying to help transfer, transform people's lives to the greater use of God. Uh, that's, that's, and, and, and there's a word that says to be sanctified, meaning to be set apart in the Greek. And, and that's a blessing to me to know that people's lives are being sanctified or set apart for the use of God. And that's, that's a blessing. That's good. That's good. So I know um, we have a number of student athletes uh, of all ages that listen to this. So I'm going to ask you to offer, you know, maybe a piece of advice or encouragement um, because it's no secret that now is not the easiest time for them to live out their faith in schools. So, you know, what would you say to a young man or a young lady in school that is a believer they have a relationship with Jesus, but are struggling to to be bold because of some limitations um, in the school system. What I would say is, uh, Jesus Jesus demonstrated that if you're ashamed to own Him before uh, masses and before people, He'll be ashamed to own you before His Father. And and what I would say to them, don't be ashamed of mm. who who you are called to be, because we are we are called to be something different, mm. and the, the things of the world are not for us and we have to realize that in this in this life, God has put us on the earth to be a blessing to other people, and you never know how your how others' lives may change if you never open your mouth and witness to them about who Jesus is. So, not to be afraid, because even in college, you're going to face even in high school nowadays, maybe in middle school, elementary as well, you're going to face different uh, challenges with people who may not believe the same way you believe. But as long as you stand on what you believe, then that's all that matters. And uh, that's what I would say to whoever may be listening to this podcast or maybe mm-hmm. listening from wherever uh, to stay true to who you are. Don't let nobody change you mm. because that's 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 the assignment of the enemy to distract you and to destroy your mindset about who God is. And that's what we can't allow to happen. That's good. Yeah. Good reminder that um, our identity is in Christ. It's not in sports or a career or anything it's if we remember where our identity is that's good yes sir so uh, a couple sp- I want to shift back to a couple sports questions before we wrap up you know what would you say is one of your greatest memories or accomplishments while playing football uh pancaking pancaking uh, one of the all-americans 
uh, in college. That was a big that was a big thing in a game <laughs> getting a pancake on a on a guy who's been playing longer than you, and you're a freshman and being able to put him on his back. That's a blessing. Uh, also, one of the greatest memories is uh, getting to know a lot of my teammates. Uh, who come from all over the world, literally. Mm. We have players who come from Canada. We have players who come from uh, Argentina, Puerto Rico, um, on the East Coast, on the West Coast. Wow. We get to know a lot of different people. That's that's a blessing. We I think we have a few recruits who coming in from Australia this year. So that's going to be good to get to know people from all over the world. Wow. What would you say on the opposite end would be one of the biggest disappointments or challenges you've faced so far? Well, this season, uh, we, we had a new coaching staff and uh, things were different. So the biggest challenge is uh, we won a preseason game and we won a regular season game. But we was, it was trusting the process and staying true to trying to uh, overcome challenges. I think that was the biggest disappointment because I went in uh, getting ready for one offense and found out that we had a whole other coaching staff. Mm. So being able to adjust – quickly was was something that I had to do uh learning a new playbook and learning a new style of play that was the biggest obstacle to me but I overcame it and I'll give all glory to God for it wow that's good that's good what's one bible verse that you would share um to encourage somebody right now maybe one that um is your favorite or maybe one that God is you know using in your own life right now uh one of one of my favorite verses that I often remind myself of, even is Romans chapter eight and verse thirty-one. Uh, it says, "What then shall we say to these things? If God be for you, mm. uh, who can be against you?" And that's that's a that's a verse that I always remind myself of is that if God's with me, there's nothing in this life or nothing that I will face, present, future, or in the past that I have faced that he has not allowed me to overcome. And I thank him for that. That's good. So one last question, the name of our organization, All In Sports Outreach. We took that name um, from Colossians 3.17, and I'll paraphrase, you know, whatever you do, a word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we tell people all the time, it doesn't whatever you say or whatever you do, it doesn't matter. Uh, whether it's on the sports field, at home, in the classroom, at work, you need to do it as if you're doing it for God. So, um, and that's a all in is a, you know, a uses a rally crying for a lot of sports teams, you know, for obvious reasons, you know, you want your teammates to be all in, but what would you say, um, to you, it means to be all in, in your personal walk with Christ. All in means, uh, in my personal walk, uh, with Christ, uh, being all in, meaning that you're all, you're all committed and you're, fully committed to what you're supposed to be doing, not only in football, but in ministry and emotionally, physically, and mentally, you're all in in every facet of your life. That's good. Man, I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate your time. I know you're you know, busy just getting back to Selma and getting back to work at the church, so I thank you for taking the few minutes to, to join me today. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, I hope you were as encouraged as I was and listening to Leonard, um, just the thought of at age seven preaching a sermon on who do you say I am as Jesus was talking to the disciples. There's a lot of depth to this young man, um, 
very gifted in preaching the gospel. So I hope you were encouraged. Um, and my takeaway was just remember, no matter what, that our identity is in Christ, that if God is for us, who can be against us? Thank you for listening. As always, I ask you to share it with your family and friends. And also keep up with us on our social media pages, Facebook, All In Sports Outreach, Twitter at all underscore N317. Uh, we love hearing from you. Visit our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. Social media and our website will give you great opportunities to keep up with us, to see how you can pray for us, serve with us, and to give. And lastly, if you enjoyed this podcast, Ashley, go to iTunes, leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the greater the platform we're given to continue to spread the message of Jesus through media. Thank you, and until next time.